Wake up, wake up, wake up, Daddy! Wake up, Mr. West! This is Iris from Seattle. This is Ray from Chicago. And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Where we talk about fatherhood stuff, Catholic dad stuff. We celebrate good dads here. Hey, dads, this is for you. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast, where Ray and I talk about Catholic dad stuff. How you doing, Ray? Hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. Yeah, you're... <laughs> it looks like you got a haircut. I didn't, but... You didn't. No, you just... I put gel in it for the first time. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But you look like you're in a murder shack. What's going on there? <laughs> I am away from home. Yes, I, I feel like I'm. I'm in the mountains of uh, Pennsylvania, um, a little past the Amish country, but yes, around that area. Okay. So, yes, you're doing some I'm learning. You're doing some. Uh, I'm doing some learning. Yes, and that's what we're going to talk about. It some uh, learning pilgrimage stuff. Hey, very nice, very nice. So, if this is your first time to find us, this is where Ray and I talk about the intersection of faith and fatherhood. And um, welcome. And if you've been with us, we thank you so much sincerely for your listening. And uh, hopefully it's going in your ear holes and making your mouth hole smile. So, well, yeah, sorry. And so in this first (laughs) section, we usually start with uh, the real life of dads, uh, some fatherhood stories, dad venting. So, Ray, um, I just started working after uh, eight months of not working. You've been on paternity leave. I've been on paternity leave for a very long time. And then I changed (laughs) jobs. And uh, this week I started my new job. And uh, yeah, Yeah. it's pretty cool. I'm the director of campus ministry at a a high school, uh, at a Catholic high school. And yeah, um, it's really fun. It's, it's, uh, a fun new environment and, um, I have to leave my beautiful baby every morning. Mm. Uh, and he's sad. He like cries. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Cause I've been home with him, holding right. him and being the primary caregiver. And now mm. I have to like leave him. And then I also leave my other kids, which isn't so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's super difficult to go to work. I don't, I don't know how to work anymore is what I'm saying. Got to work. Yeah. yeah. And then I get home and maybe people are experiencing this as well because maybe the work from home is ending in some places and people are going back to the office or whatever, but you got to get yeah, it yeah, in yeah. your car. You got to commute and then you got to yep. do the work at your work and then you got to commute back home. And uh, when I got home the past few days, I would just lay down on the ground and fall asleep. You just, that exhausted. Huh? Yeah. Wow. And I didn't realize how tired I was. It just, I would lay down on the floor, on our hardwood floor, and I would just <laughs> pass out. Wow. And then I would wake up and I would say, hey, how long have this I been asleep? Like- as in, like, you open the door and you lay down, like, right in front of the front door? No. <laughs> I, I lay down on the porch. Okay. 
and I never make it in the door. Oh my goodness. (laughs) No, I get into the living room and then I just collapse. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Oh man. I don't even sit down. We also don't have furniture, so there's nowhere to sit. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't know that I'm that tired and, um, it's tiring. It's exhausting. It's going to take a while to get back into the swing of how, how this all works. I, I, I read in one article and I, I can't, um, I can't source it right now, but they say what top five stressors in, in a household, you've just done the top three of them, yeah. which is moving into a new home, having a baby and a, a new job. That's right. So good job. I'm crushing yeah. life right now. Nice. Yeah. Basically I'm exhausted and, mm. uh, yeah, unconscious. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm awake and alive to talk to you. So that's good. There you go. How about you, man? What's been going on with you? Oh man, it's um, uh, my story is is that my daughter, um, she loves to stand on her head, and a good maybe four days now, she was standing on her head, and she she does this on on a couch, like she she's like, you know, she's topsy turvy on her on her head. And she's like, Dada, look, look at what I can do. And I'm like, don't do that. You're you're going to hurt your neck. <laughs> most, most of the time, I'm like, whoa, cool. But then there was that moment where I'm like, yeah, that's not a good idea. Well, she bent her neck the wrong way, and she kind of sprained it. And thank God it's like, and I looked it up, like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Google, right? But I looked at it, I'm like, is this serious? Because she was complaining, like she was crying about it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to look this up. They say that if she loses feeling on her arms, then yeah, take her to the doctor. But she wasn't. She was just crying, she, like a stiff neck. And I'm like, I've had that. I've had many of those. So you're fine. And I started, started to massage it, and she's, of course, screaming at me. But anyway, two days later, she's feeling better. But it was scary. It was scary. My little daughter. It was. It was scary. Hopefully, she learned from it, and she's like, "I will never do that again." But this <laughs> I is. I don't think th- so. <laughs> but here's a real story. I had to leave her. She's like, "Dada, I'm feeling better now." On the day of when I had to leave home to come to come here for uh, for work for um, a course that I'm taking, and uh, it's in a sense, it's like a, a retreat pilgrimage for a whole week. So it was kind of sad leaving her feeling better and then, you know, just kind of watching her from from FaceTime and she's telling me she is feeling much, much better now and she can move her neck and she's fine. Hopefully she's not standing on her head anymore. But yeah, bittersweets of of uh, heading out of the house. Uh, But at the same time, sad because I left my family. And yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. You can wipe that tear that's that's dripping know, down, drawn on your face. It, it's... Seems hard. You know, as, as a... And I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm always honest on this podcast. When my kids were younger, when I was younger... I'm an old man now. When I was younger, I would rejoice. And like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm... I'm, you know, I'm quote unquote having a vacation by myself at this retreat, but it's harder and it gets harder when you leave home and I don't know. I don't know what it is, if it's age, if it's the phase of life, but 
Yeah, this one kind of hit me. Yeah, that's a, it's a series me. of complex emotions that are going on all at once. You're you're doing something to better yourself. You're you're out there to um, like grow in your faith and your knowledge, but you also feel kind of the guilt pangs of. Um, leaving your family and your wife behind and kind of missing out and not being present. And um, yeah, all of those can be true at once. And yeah, um, yeah and it's, that's a complex, that's a complex uh, mix. It's a, it's a nice little cocktail to drink of uh, mm. complex flavors there. Yeah, I, I don't like the taste of it. I don't like the there taste. I want to spit it out. Well, but I mean, drinking medicine. Transitioning. <laughs> I've, I've been like this. Uh, I've talked about it many times. The my whole sleep pattern. I, I yeah, I can't deal. Anyway, that's a, that's another topic at hand. But switching gears here to the main topic of uh, our podcast episode uh, this time around, we are continuing our talk about. The Camino? Pilgrimage. The, the Camino. And Pilgrimage. Part two of the Camino. Part two. So, part two of the Pilgrimage. Here we go. So last week, we talked about the Camino. And Iris was giving a lot of uh, these great tidbits of, uh, I think I, I went overboard with my questions of like logistical stuff, right? And you're like, dude, Ray, calm down. Everything will be fine. <laughs> As if I'm like planning it. But I, I am though. Like I, I really do want to go to the Camino. I hope everybody now, does. And, and yes. In this time, in, in, in this part of the uh, podcast or in this uh, part two of the podcast, we want to talk about the heart of a pilgrimage what exactly is a pilgrimage but to be more specific this el camino as you mentioned it's 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 uh remind me again it's it's the the way that saint james took to his mission grounds is no, that is that right no it's no, not totally totally wrong no Go it's ahead. it's uh it's the ancient pilgrimage that um people took to the tomb of saint james so to the tomb of St. James. So did St. James walk this? No, he didn't. He is, uh, he was he buried. Didn't. So he took a boat. So, oh um, my gosh. So Dude, the legend of, yeah. So the legend of St. James was after Jesus had died and, um, rose again, all the, all the apostles went out to the world, mm -hmm. to the different mm -hmm. parts of the world to evangelize. And, uh, St. James went to Spain via boat so he took a boat, a boat. Um, up to the northern part of Spain, and he tried to evangelize, but he was not successful. Isn't that interesting? Ooh. So even the great apostle could not convert the um, Galician um, witches. There's like a lot of witchcraft in the area. So he Ooh, only wow, got okay. a few converts, and he realized that he didn't do well. So he hightailed it out of there and went back to Jerusalem. With the few oh, wow. Spanish from, converts. From Spain heading back to Jerusalem. Yeah, so then he went back to Jerusalem, and then he was killed. So in the persecution, he was the first martyr. He, or he was the first oh, really? of the apostles to be killed um, mm -hmm. in the persecutions. And so those from Galicia, who from Spain, who went there, went with him back to Jerusalem, they took his remains... And they said, well, okay. we're going to bring him back to Spain. And so the legend is they were, they went there via boat and then the boat sank. 
And so oh, they, uh, but instead of uh, sinking uh, the the tomb or the the coffin sinking, the survivors held on to it and it floated them to the shore, and then they carried the shore of? of Galicia of Spain of Galicia. the the western okay. the western part uh, northwestern corner of Spain, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. carried his coffin about a hundred kilometers inland. And then buried him there. And then once he was mm. buried there, there was all of these miracles that began to happen. And then the um, and then it was um, people began to convert. And then once people Christendom learned that the the remains of Saint James were there at that northern, and it's it was at that time considered the end of the world, like the farthest part. Of Europe, I see. Yeah, and yeah. so when people discovered, like, oh, Saint James is buried in that, like, the cor- that farthest the the at the end of the world, we better go and see him. We better go and visit I him. See. So just like people would do pilgrimages to holy sites, like to Saint Peter's Basilica, where Saint Peter's bones are, they would do the mm-hmm. same thing for uh, Saint James. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I thought it was a uh, St. James's uh, road heading to his mission area, but no, really, it's it's uh, the community that he has he has kind of built up their their love for him and the you know and of course what he was teaching them in Christ. Their love for him, they, they brought him back to that place. Yeah, they brought him back, and and wow, I did not know that. Oh man! So so, uh, how so they 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 built that chapel there? That's the ending point of the Camino. Yes, correct. It is okay. So that's the ending point of Camino. So logistically, again, talking about what happens after the Camino, like you get your you get your uh, passport stamped. Is that correct? And yeah. then and then what? Is there like a blessing? Again, talking about some logistics here before <laughs> going back to the heart of it. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious. Well, so yeah. So then you, you get your blessing. You go to the pilgrim's mass at the cathedral and then mm-hmm. they bless you there. And um, they bless all of the pilgrims. And there's this really cool thing that I did not get to experience, but it's, you know, how they have... Um, like, uh, what's the thing that y- y- holds the incense? Is that a, a, th- a thurible? Is that right? Does that sound uh, right? I believe it, it's called an incense holder. The incense, the incenser. So the there's, incenser. so there's a, um, there's a giant one that's, oh, yes, that's I've like the size of a Volkswagen TV. bug and that's yeah, called yeah, yeah, the yeah. Botafumiero. And wow, it okay. swings across the entire cathedral. It takes like six six dudes to um, pull the rope to make it swing, yeah. and it gives us gives off this amazing incense. And they do that because the pilgrims smell really bad, and so they gotta fill the, it. This, really, it's literally really the, true. The thing, yeah. Wow. And uh, I walked into the cathedral like sweaty and gross. I'm and holy, yeah. purified. And I stunk really bad. So I did experience that. And there was no Butta Fumiero to cover my stench. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> the bells and the smells of it all. That's right. Wow. Okay, so rewinding back now, a pilgrimage. I know we talked about it the, the last time, our last episode. But are we as Christians, Christian Catholics that we are, is there like a particular 
pilgrimage you mentioned a, a few sites to visit to do a pilgrimage but is uh, is that like something that that is part of our tradition as catholics as christians to do a pilgrimage within our lifetime well the many of the great religious traditions have a sense of the pilgrimage you know um oftentimes we think of um the muslim who uh, goes to mecca um, Mecca, as yeah. uh, that's a that's a requirement of their faith actually mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and that's not a, a requirement within the tenets of Catholic Christianity though uh, we understand ourselves as pilgrims every every Catholic on on our way to heaven right our true home and Jesus he walked everywhere now I remember when I was a missionary in Africa in West Africa um, we were driving to this holy site in Ghana and, um, and about a mile and a half away, the car stopped and parked. And I said, is it just up here? And he said, Oh no, we have to walk like a mile and a half. And I was like, why don't we just drive up there? And he said, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. He said, because drive up there. Cause we're on a pilgrimage to this site and you don't drive um... to on a pilgrimage, you walk. And so, hmm. so there actually, that was the first time I'd ever heard like, oh, to do a pilgrimage, it has to be you on to our, on, like, yeah, a wa- it's a walking experience. And there's mm-hmm. something really spiritual about okay. walking. Yeah. 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 Is, is that, describe your experience there. Cause I, you know, you, you mentioned that there's, there's times where you're just alone. There's times where you're, you're with a group. Uh, what exactly, how, how is a pilgrim's heart during those times of just being alone or being with strangers? Yeah. So I, I, I would say that that's up to every person, but it's different. Yeah. It's different for every person because some, uh, some people don't like being alone, Ray. I don't know if you know this. Some people don't like being no, alone. I, I, I love being alone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that. Um, and some people don't like traveling alone. Have you ever eaten at a restaurant by yourself? Yes. Yeah? Like you sat down and ordered. Not like fast food, but like you would sit down, there's a menu, and and you're just sitting there. And ordered. Uh, and then I you sit and not. you eat. See that's like, like I treat myself out like uh, what the like red yeah red like lobster. you go to Red Lobster oh, yeah. and then you just sit down <laughs> and you myself. eat the all you can eat shrimp all by yourself Dang, yeah that, that's, yeah that's kind of weird now no see so that's how I knew I was a grown up that's how I knew I was my own man when I could go to a restaurant by red myself lobster. wow okay sit down order and enjoy myself yeah. Just eating my food and being not like being on my phone or reading a magazine, but just like being present to myself. Now, if that sounds difficult for you (laughs) or for anybody listening, I mean, I think that's the challenge of what a pilgrimage is like, because why Mm. why would we not like that? Yeah. Why do you not? Why would you not like that? I mean, you got to really ask yourself that question of, yeah, what's going on in my heart that I don't like this? What's going on in my heart that I'm, I'd rather not have anyone here except me? Yeah, sure. it's, it yeah. feels awkward, right? It feels awkward to be by yourself. Yeah. You wonder, like, what are people going to think about me that I sit here alone? I might be bored. Yeah. Who am I going to talk to? 
right? Or it's, it's, it's also just the whole sharing thing, too. Like, especially at a, a buffet, right? And you gotta, <laughs> it's kind of weird just being... I've never been... Yeah, that's a great question I have. Have you ever been... Has anybody ever been to a buffet? I've seen people. <laughs> I've seen people. <laughs> Why you gotta take you it to the buffet been, level? I don't know, man. You you said buffet, so... I did it. I said a restaurant. Thing. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe you think a restaurant is... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, right, so, leave me alone. so if you think about it, if you think about it, um, the same challenges that you would have, uh, thinking about, oh, going on a pilgrimage by yourself is kind of the yeah. same challenge of going to a restaurant by yourself. Right. Um, and some people will never do that. They'll never do that. And, and some people will go on a pilgrimage and they'll bring their friends or their wife or their mm, children. Or, I see. I see. Because, yeah. because there's something about, there's something very scary about doing things alone. Sure. And one of the things that I find or what I've found is, man, when you're by yourself and there's mm. nobody to talk to and there's nothing to distract you, well, then you have to confront a lot of the mm. things that are going on inside of yourself. Yeah. And a lot of times we, we fill our lives, not because we're evil or bad, but we f- tend to fill our lives with stuff so we don't deal with what's really going yeah. on inside. All right. We crowd it out. Noise. Yeah. We turn yeah. up the noise. We crowd it out. And then we don't have to deal with it. But... If you go on a pilgrimage alone, especially if you go alone and you, and you intentionally say, I'm going to dedicate this time to myself. Well, then you have to, at some point, confront the truths of yourself and there's no hiding. There's no hiding from it. Yeah. Oh man, that, that, that sounds, um, intimidating because yeah you ha- you kind of have to confront it and and all those thoughts all those memories maybe even that that kind of comes up do you bring that like where when you're in pilgrimage do you bring that to prayer like you have random thoughts and you're like why am i thinking this do you do you bring that to prayer as you're walking how, how do you deal how do you deal with that absolutely Every, everything's everything's a prayer but so when I tend to walk, my brain dies, right? Like there's like, there's like nothing happening. It's just, it's just my legs go. And then it's, it's know, really yeah, meditative I know, yeah. and I don't think of anything. And then when something pops up like a memory or a thought, um, or a worry or a concern, then I hold it. I try not to run mm. away from it or walk away from it as I'm walking. I try to hold it um, and be present to it because at that point I'm saying, you know, God is, God is bringing this to me. Yeah. And, yeah. and why is that? You know, when I first walked the pilgrimage, like the first week, 10 days, I cried every day. Really? And I, d- and I haven't cried, Ray. I haven't cried in years. Like, I've seen in you cry. Multiple it's a years. messy, ugly cry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I don't think you've seen me cry. <laughs> but, um, but I cried every day. And, and a lot of times it was, I didn't even know why. I was struck by the beauty. I was filled with gratitude, so much gratitude that it drove me to tears. 
And then sometimes I had to confront these things about myself that I didn't like. And I knew I didn't like them. And then I felt this overwhelming love of God wash over me as if, no, not as if truly that God was saying, I know this about you and I love you, right? Like I would think to myself, nobody can love this kind of person who does these kinds of things. And yet in, in walking, I felt God's love. God say to me, no, I love you. I know all those things. You can't hide from those things. And I love you despite of it all. Wow. As, as fathers, we have to carve out some time to, to have those moments. Um, I really think that, it, that is important. It's, it's, it's in our, our father. Like we had to take this seriously because it is a serious vocation that, that a, a serious call that God calls us to. But of course, uh, at the same time, there's the, the joyfulness of that great call. But we have to, again, carve out that time to, to be alone with God. Is there, is there maybe, as, as we transition to the, this next part, is there um, any encouragement, any maybe challenges for other fathers out there? Because this is some crazy talk, Iris. I mean, me going away from my family right now for a week... A lot of people will be like, uh, are you crazy? If I, if I didn't say this is for work, you know, they'll be like, what? Are you, are you crazy? Yeah, you just want to have a vacation, right? You just, you just want to get out, away from your family. And going to a pilgrimage on a different side of the world, that's crazy. That's like not normal. Like, is, how do you confront? Front that in your heart and in your, I guess you know the in your friendships when they're like, dude, you're you're crazy for doing that. How how do you say? How do you? I'm not I'm not saying satisfy, but how do you confront somebody saying, dude, pilgrimage really? You got a family, man. Stay put. All that stuff is done. Like that was that's supposed to be when you were like a single man. But uh, what do you say to that? I don't know. I just go, <laughs> uh, part, part, I don't know we've had lots of people on, on this podcast, Ray, talk about different yeah. ways to become better. Right. Um, we had, um, financial folks talk about like getting your finances in order. We had, um, uh, strong buff people talk about working out. Right. And nobody yeah. questions that nobody questions like, Hey, you, you should get healthy. And if you need to, uh, you, if you do what you need to do to get that true, to get true. your body right or your mind right or your finances right. But what do you got to do to get your spirituality right? How do you yeah. give, how do you give, um, of your, of your spirit, of your faith? If you don't got that right, how do you, how do you help your family become authentically human and be authentically mm. themselves and unashamed of who they are? If you're still ashamed of who you are and what you're about, right? So um, part of that is just committing to the investment of yourself. Like, hey, I know that we are all pilgrims. We're all pilgrims on this journey. And there are great Christian pilgrimages that 
um, that are both near and far. You could go to a basilica near near where you live. You can uh, mm-hmm. check out a mission. You can go see a relic, or you can partake of the great pilgrimages uh, that Christendom has to offer. Uh, the, there's a road to Rome, there's a road to Jerusalem, there's a road to Santiago. You could do any of those things. But all of that's in a commitment to uh, becoming more who God called you to be, right? To saying yeah. like, oh, I'm going to commit to my growth as a father, right? When people ask me, why are you doing this? I, part of it was because I have to, because I feel yeah. the call within. Right. And, uh, and that's... And I, I have to, he has called me, so I must answer, right? Hmm. Here I am, Lord. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great challenge for all of us, in, including ourselves, our listeners and, and ourselves, to take some time to quiet our noisy life and really listen to what God is, is, is telling our hearts. And... Uh, I think I'd like to challenge everyone to kind of, as you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be across the country or or across the world, but yeah, you can you can make some church visits and make that a pilgrimage. And I like that I like that aspect of because yeah, um, in in our modern world, that I'd just drive to that church, maybe like visit like seven churches and i just drive there but have some component of of walking in there as well and you don't have to do this as a just as a dad as as a, a one person but invite your family you could do this as a whole family pilgrimage and i'd love to man it just kind of just came up to me i'd love to start training my kids to do the pilgrimage locally here and i pray one day god's will be done i pray one day that uh that i do this that the camino with my family that that would be a dream come true that would be awesome yeah i met lots of people great. that are do did the camino with with like a a loved one or their children even mm-hmm. and yeah i i'm going to take my kids each each one of them individually uh just to me and them like i will be the master and they will be the the padawan and uh, the squire yeah but but here's what i would say like no matter what you do, because even when you're, if you're on a road trip, we've gone on a road trip, Ray, and uh, across the country. And like the key to success in a road trip is don't talk all the whole time, right? <laughs> like have some silence. And, and I would, I would say that one of the biggest parts that I learned is the power of silence, the power of silence in our lives. Um, get rid of the distractions. Like if you're, if you can go for a walk for an hour, if an hour is too long, go for 30 minutes, right? Our friend, Mm -hmm. um, Pox, he goes on all these bike rides, right? And they can be like an hour to three hours long, right? Early Um, morning before the kids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you can walk, don't get to, don't put, get the headphones and don't listen to this awesome podcast. Even that, even though this podcast is awesome and you should listen to it. On your way there, on your way there. On your way to the place where you're going to walk. (laughs) But then every day, take some time to have some silence. I like that. And try and, and try and as, as you walk and let that be a Camino on its own. 
right? That um, there's this great sign. And when I saw it, I cried. Like I cried like a baby. We're, we're walking up. I'm walking up. I say we, like all of the pilgrims, right? Because I did this pilgrimage alone and then I made friends along the way. But I was walking up this hill and it's called the Alto de Perdón. Alto de Perdón. How's your Spanish? Do you know what that means? Alto de Perdón. Uh, alto is uh, high or tall. Right? Yeah, mount, the mountain. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the pardon is forgiveness. The, the pardon? Yeah, pardon, okay. right. So I was walking up the mountain of forgiveness, right? And it was a mm. steep mountain. And so, uh, and I was walking and I was sweating and I was struggling and I felt like this this grand struggle to walk up the mountain of forgiveness. And, and at, at times I was like, I'm, I'm too weak. I cannot walk this. And then I remembered all the people who supported me and loved me. And I said, every step is mercy. Every step is grace. I'm going to, my left foot is mercy and my right foot is grace. And I'm going to walk in mercy and grace up this mountain of forgiveness. And, and then I walked by this sign and it was in Spanish and in English and I'll never forget it. And it said, you didn't know that you were always on the way. You didn't know that you were always on the way. And the way is the name of the Camino. It's also called mm -hmm. the way. And mm -hmm. as I did that, I, I thought back to every moment of my life brought me there. And so... Yeah, so actually every step I've ever taken has brought me to the Camino and every step I've taken after that is is still the Camino and it's yeah, the yeah. and we are climbing the mountain of forgiveness mm. all the time and it's a beautiful thing. When I saw that man I just started weeping and climbing. Yeah. I was like loud crying. <laughs> <laughs> and climbing a mountain because I felt the forgiveness. I felt the mercy. I felt the grace just move me. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I just really just encourage everybody, you know, like that's not something that is beyond all of us. That's something for every one of us. So, uh, we can, we can access forgiveness in the, in the simple daily places in our lives, we can access mercy and grace in the, in the love of the church and others. So I just really encourage everybody, to, uh, you know, find some silence, take a walk, maybe meditate on those words that's, like mercy and grace. Doable. Yeah. You can take a walk, 30 minutes, something physical and, 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 and spiritual at the same time as you silence yourselves and, and just tune in and listen to, to God's word. Yeah, that's a that's a totally easy, and beautiful way to pray, right? Like we're Amen. again, we're yeah. trying to encourage uh, everybody to pray, like at least thirty minutes a day. Like get get involved in your prayer life. Yes. Yo, that's an easy and beautiful it way. Is. I actually did that uh, for lunch for my lunch break. I just took a walk. No headphones, mm -hmm. just took a walk out at work. Yeah, Iris, so uh, thanks for this conversation. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be the last time we talk about it. There's, there's going to be more. I, I'd love to talk to, to you about uh, communion of saints and how this all kind of intersects with the pilgrimage, with with uh, our call to to 
to be reminded that this is all of these things that we're doing. We're we're on a pilgrimage. We're our, we're we're in 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 this journey, and uh, be reminded that uh, we're heading towards something. Where you know we're headed towards the great banquet up in heaven. So this we pray, right? So if you can lead us into that closing prayer, as um, as again, I just want to thank you for. Just thinking back, and I know it's been, what is it? You said three years now? Two years ago. Two years now that it's uh, that you've gone through the Camino. Now you're reflecting on it. I'm sure there's so many other lessons that, uh, that's in your hearts. Uh, and again, one day, I'd love to talk more about the Camino and, and uh, the pilgrim's heart. Yeah, so it's a beautiful thing. I, I as I continue to reflect on and um, remember the stories of the Camino, what always I return to is that it was just like when we were missionaries, Ray. We would we would go and do these grand things um, in far flung places, um, like going to the garbage dump where the people live, or being in a leper colony, or or. Um, uh, you know, in the in a squatter relocation side, and 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 all of those things taught us lessons that you know what you could have actually just learned it at home if you were paying attention, right? And and the most important thing is that God is present in all things, in everything. God is present in in everything, in every in every step we take, in every in every breath. Uh, in every moment, God is. God is with us. There's not a moment that we're separated from God because uh, God is with us. Even if we remove ourselves from God's presence, God moves with us, right? God chases us. Uh, God's love is unrelenting in that way. Um, and God walks with us even now. So uh, you don't have to go very far to, to climb the mountain of forgiveness. You go, go to the confession booth. You know, you don't have to walk uh, a thousand miles to learn mercy and grace. You know, you can uh, practice that in your relationships right now. So I encourage everybody to do that. And so with that, let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, we thank you so much for accompanying us. We thank you for walking with us. Help us to realize that you've always walked with us, even when we seemed so far away. And help us and walk with us today in our experiences as dads, as, as parents, as spouses, as employees, as employers, as people who are trying to do the right thing. Uh, Lord, help us to walk in mercy and grace. Remind us that you are always with us. There's never a moment that we are without you. Help us to recognize you in those things and to be grateful. We love you. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for pray us. Pray for us. St. James, pray for us. 
pray for us. Yo, thanks again for the reflection, for the, I feel like I was walking with you when you're all describing this. And I'm sure, again, as I mentioned, there's so much more, so much more stories in your hearts, in your memories, and I'd love to hear it one day. But dude... What you been up to lately, man? Yeah, if you want to read more of the reflections on the Camino, you could go to yeah. my website, culturize.org, nice. into the blog. Now, the blog's pretty old now, but you could scroll back into some of the Camino posts and, and find them there. And I'm still working on um, on a written piece, uh, like a more substantial written piece that's been ongoing. So, But if you're interested in more of that... Um, be sure to check out my website and you can see what I'm doing over at, um, my Instagram at called to rise. I got a new job so you can see me do new, doing new work that that's like available on the stories. I'm going to kind of show off my new school and, um, and show what I'm kind of doing, which is being very tired. So that's that. How about you, Ray? (laughs) What you've been doing on the internet? Is there a is there a, a, a poke gym around that? There area? is not. Maybe there is no oh, poke man. gyms. I know. Very sad. <laughs> you can uh, continue to follow us, of course. If you don't yet, follow us on at Fatherhood Arise on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Fatherhood Arise. If you have any questions, any ideas that you have in mind for us to kind of cover to talk about, join the conversation and email us at fatherhoodarise at gmail.com again that's fatherhoodarise at gmail.com visit our website as well and we're going to be updating that very soon so visit our website fatherhoodarise.com fatherhoodarise.com sweet hey man thanks for uh thanks for the conversation this weekend god bless you at your retreat slash uh workshops yes three more days three more days Enjoy it, like uh, you know, it's a it's a grace to be yes, it is to be uh, uh, by yourself, by yourself <laughs> for a little bit. Breathe it in, right? Breathe That's it in. That's right. Enjoy it. it. Enjoy it. Thanks, man. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. God bless.